to these kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. This week, we are talking about energy shortages, Prince Charles and climate change, World Mental Health Day, and also how actors have been filming a real movie in space. Hi, it's Rose here. Last week, Zara reported on fuel shortages across the UK. Well, this week, whilst the fuel crisis seems to have improved, there are continuing reports of rising energy costs across the UK and Europe, causing major problems for industries that rely heavily on energy for production. The wholesale price of gas has increased by 250% since January, resulting in a knock-on rapid increase in costs for consumers and for businesses. In the EU, the European Commission announced a package of measures to help with the consequences, including offering emergency income support for vulnerable households, state aid for companies and targeted tax reductions. In the UK, Chancellor Rishi Sunak was said to be considering a rescue plan to help the steel industry and other energy-intensive sectors, although no formal proposal has been announced. There are lots of reasons behind the energy shortages. One of them is the pandemic, because countries are trying to revive their economies after months of lockdown have created a lot of demand for energy. In China, Demand for liquefied natural gas has been especially high as the country is attempting to use cleaner fuels to reduce its carbon footprint. In Europe, however, other issues have compounded the problem, such as a cold winter last year which put pressure on supplies, leaving gas stocks lower than normal. Low wind speeds have also limited the supply of renewable energy to the grid as well. If gas shortages begin to affect factories that need it, there could be a real risk that supplies of everyday goods might start to be affected. Meanwhile, in the country of Lebanon, the state-run electrical grid collapsed on Saturday, leaving the entire country without power for 24 hours. After the country's two main power stations ran out of fuel, Lebanon has been gripped by fuel shortages for the past 18 months, and there is no sign at the moment of the situation improving. Hello, this is Zara, here with some environmental and royal news. This week, the Prince of Wales told the BBC that he understands why organisations like Extinction Rebellion protest and take to the streets, block roads and disrupt everyday life to demand that something is done about climate change. Although he said that it was not helpful to do it in a way that alienates people. He said that it had taken too long for the world to wake up to the risks of climate change and warned of a catastrophic impact if more was not done. He said that he was worried that world leaders would just talk when they met in Glasgow in November for the UN Climate Conference. He said that he sympathised with Greta Thunberg who also criticised leaders for failure to act. Prince Charles also talked about how businesses could take more action on climate change. He's argued for a long time 
that engaging business leaders in tackling climate change would be very important in limiting global temperature increases. He said that while governments could bring billions of dollars to the effort, the private sector could potentially bring trillions of dollars. However, he feared that lots of business executives still did not give environmental issues the priority that they deserved. Prince Charles also spoke about how difficult it was for most people to reduce their own carbon footprint. He said that he had changed his diet to reduce his impact on the environment by not eating meat and fish on two days a week and not eating dairy products on another day. He urged others to do the same. He said that trees were a great way to capture carbon and improve the urban environment and that avenues of trees could be planted to commemorate those who had died in the pandemic. He acknowledged that low carbon travel remained a big challenge. He said that the key would be making environmentally friendly options cheaper for everyone. This week was also the week that wildlife expert Chris Packham delivered a petition to Buckman Palace alongside a hundred children calling on the royal family to do more to conserve nature on their estates. The petition asks for measures like rewilding, which is the process of returning land and oceans to a more natural state to be allowed to take place. Mr Packham said that the royal family should lead by example before they appear as ambassadors at the COP26 climate summit in November. Mr Packham said that some of the royal family's estate, including the Balmoral estate in Scotland, is currently used for deer stalking and grouse shooting with few trees. If it were rewilded, it would really be a temperate rainforest filled with a much richer diversity of life. Campaigners also said that whilst the average tree coverage in the EU is 37%, the Duchy of Cornwall estate, which is owned by the Prince of Wales, has only 6% tree coverage. A royal estate spokesperson said that the royal family have a proud history over 50 years of getting involved in conversation and are always looking for new ways to further that work. Hello, this is Isa. This week, on Sunday the 10th of October, it was World Mental Health Day, which is an event that helps raise more awareness about mental health issues around the world. The day provides an opportunity for those people working on mental health issues to talk about their work and what needs to be done to make mental health care a reality for people around the world. The World Federation for Mental Health, also known as the WFMH, set the theme for this year as Mental Health in an Unequal World. The aim of this year's theme is to highlight the lack of access to mental health that some people have because of their background. According to the WFMH, between 75 and 95% of people with mental health disorders in low and middle income countries cannot access mental health services at all. Those that live in wealthier countries may also struggle to get access to services. The WFMH thinks that around the world, not enough money is being spent on providing mental health support. So, what is a mental health issue and what can we do about it? Well, 
Mental health is about how people think and feel and how they are coping with everything that is happening in their lives. Sometimes people can feel sad or worried, but when their feeling doesn't go away, it starts to affect their everyday life. There can be a problem and it may be time to seek help. If children are struggling with mental health, then it is really important to share with an adult they trust. There are also lots of other things that you can do to make you feel better when you are not feeling too great. Things like making sure you have a healthy and balanced diet, spending time outdoors, getting enough sleep, or taking part in a sport you love. When I feel worried or upset, I play my piano and then I always feel better. I think World Mental Health Day is really important as it's important to raise awareness. There can be a lot of stigma attached to mental health problems and it is important to deal with stigma by ensuring people have a better understanding of mental health problems and also how common they are. This year, the charity Mental Health UK is asking everyone to make a commitment about the role you can play in supporting people around you who are affected by poor mental health. It can be a family member or someone you go to school with or someone you work with or a neighbour. We can all play a part in improving mental health of those around us. Each pledge counts. Hi, it's Louie here. I have an interesting space story this week as it has been revealed that Russia has become the first country to send an actress and film director to the International Space Station to shoot a movie. Yulia Perisold, age 37, who is set to star in the film, and film director Klim Shapinko were both on board the mission. The Azores MS-19 spacecraft took off from Kazakhstan last week and three hours later Dr at the International Space Station. They have 12 days to form their scenes in space, with Perisold playing a cardiac surgeon sent into orbit to save a cosmonaut. Two of the Russian cosmonauts already on board are also expected to take part in the film. Apparently, US actor Tom Cruise and NASA have also been planning to make a film there, which I can definitely believe because I've watched the Mission Impossible movies and I know Tom Cruise is very adventurous when it comes to doing his own movie action stunts. Still I think it's a long way to go to film a movie. I look forward to seeing it though. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.